You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, shot time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. I got a text from a listener of the uh, BetQL Boston podcast. Sean, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, bud. How are you? Uh, I'd be better if the Bruins score a little bit different last night, but uh, I got a text from a friend during the game, our buddy Mike, who probably listening in today. He's a degenerate horse player and now degenerate uh, BetQL Boston listener. And he said, I hope you didn't dibble-dabble in the Bruins uh, <laughs> after listening to Chime say dibble-dabble uh, yesterday. I said, unfortunately, I dibble-dabble in the over. It was five and a half. Three to your final. All the bets lose, under loss, Bruins puck line loss, money line loss. All the money's gone. Prince of Pucks, how are we feeling this morning, pal? Well, you know, good thing I kind of hedged myself a little bit by getting the Carolina money line in the first period. Uh, outside of that, it was just a it was a tough day, man. I I guess so. Normally, I don't. I don't really like to look at the history of like game sevens or history of certain situations I yep. like to more so look at the matchup and what the matchup has dictated previously and what the matchup had dictated to me was that the the score would go over game seven history would suggest otherwise I probably should have listened a little more to history than I did it is what it is yeah sharp money came in on the under but I'd seen too many overs and, and look, it was really really close I mean there was an opportunity there to I mean if you want to talk about the game itself the betting didn't go well the game the game went just like one two and five did in Carolina Carolina yeah, gets which the lead. Is brutal and the Bruins play uphill, and the, the play I keep coming back to, and there were a bunch of these, but, I mean, this, the, the, this, the puck is on the stick of Charlie Coyle. Like, it's yeah, on that was, stick shine. That's a goal. That tie game, tie game and then, that yeah, you tie that game, and the game completely changes, and, yep. and the, the, the momentum shifts, that, that crowd gets quieter, and then all of a sudden the Bruins are like, okay, it's a 0-0 game again. We're right back in this. The pr- that pressure that they were feeling is off, and now it's on Carolina because they know they're at home, and now it, they just gave up a two-goal lead, and now they're, they're, now they're in trouble. Uh, five on five, Carolina dominated again. Bruins got their first power play. You and I were texting in the third period, that first power play. They're getting a shot. They didn't get a shot on net. And I know you do you want to do you want to back up your claim that the officials played part of that game last night? Because after game five, you were ripping the officials. Was was it officiating or just Carolina was better in the series? So I don't know, because because like when 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 the game was in Boston, Boston was clearly the better team in all three of those games. But when the game when the game was in Carolina, Carolina was just better. And I think that there was. I don't know, man. It seems weird to me that that the Bruins are getting, what, 10, 12 minutes of penalty time, and the only time we can get of any power play uh, time is Carolina flipping a puck out of their own end. So it's just undeniable. Outside of that, the only time we got Carolina in the box is just a – like a, a matching minor, and we we get four on four. Yeah, it was which, four on four early, and I don't think the Bruins did nothing on that four on four. Yeah, and it's it was just oh, uh, it was it was I don't know. I'm not. I don't. By no means do I blame the refs for that game. I think they they were calling everything all series, and then all of a sudden they just put their whistles away. But isn't which that is dumb? Isn't that game sevens though? I mean, did, again, I should have factored that in. Like they it, I, that I should be all power playoffs, plays though, right? over in game sevens. They swallow their whistle. 
Yeah, but that should be all the playoffs, right? We see it in the NFL every year, right? They call certain things in the regular season, and then all of a sudden, playoffs co- playoff time comes around, and poof, they go away. That should be it. It, it needs to be consistent throughout a seven game span. If you're gonna call it in game one, you call it in game seven, in my opinion. Uh, biggest off season to date for the Bruins. Uh, you saw the end. I'm yes. sure you saw Shine Bergeron hugging everybody, walking out the ice. I assume he's gonna retire, and it feels like this Bruins team is gonna look way different next year than it looked the last five or ten years. Yeah, so I wouldn't be shocked if he retires, but just so you know, and so other people know too, Bergeron does that after, like, every, at the end of every season. Okay, gotcha. There, and yep. so, so that was uh, Connor Ryan, I think, actually tweeted that out, one of the Bruins beat writers, and he said, hey, yeah, I know this looks ominous, but he does this all the time, like, this is not something he knew that he does, but at the same time, you know, you, you heard Marchand after the game, you heard Cassidy after the game. Yeah. Um, I, there's definitely a chance Bergeron walks away. I hope he doesn't. I think the guy still has some, some gas left in the tank. But I think there is a, a, a chance he walks away. And if he does, this team is going to go through a, a major change. I think you guys will talk a lot about it tomorrow, the postscript to the season. I, I, it's the first time since 2016-17 they've not won at least a round. And just given the way the season went, the goaltender back and forth, the, the Hampus trade was a big trade. They've got him locked in for the next X amount of years now. But I, I think I don't think they underachieved. I think they ran into a very good Carolina team, and they had home ice, and home ice was the difference. So – this is not one of those years where I'll be saying, boy, the Bruins should have, could have, would have. I feel like this was their ceiling. And if they had won the first round, I don't think they would have gotten past next round either way. So I don't think Bruins fans should look at this season necessarily as a failure, but definitely a transition year. Yeah, and, and you know, I've heard all week leading up to this and stuff that uh, people think that if they lost, that Bruce Cassidy needs to lose his job. I disagree. Like you just said, he, he's, he's won a well, Wiggy's on that, right, on your show? Year. Wiggy's a big fire yes. Cassidy guy, too, now Cassidy. Wiggy and even Curtis has said that. Uh, in my opinion, if you're going to fire anybody, you have to look at the GM, right? The, the talent on the team just isn't good enough. He, had, he did go out and get Hampus, which is great. Uh, but you look back at those three draft picks he made, the DeBrusinetian Zaboral debacle. Um, and so if, if you're going to fire anybody, that's where you look. I don't think you look at the head coach, the guy who's won you a playoff series every single year for the last, what, five years. Yeah. So, uh, I like Bush, uh, Bruce Cassidy. I don't think he's gone. Um, but I think it all hinges on Bergeron. If Bergeron's gone, I think you see some major changes. If Bergeron stays, I think you see them try and just reload and send it again next year. Uh, bad day all around. Uh, game goes over. Bruins lose. Season over. The Chelmsford Little League Pirates lost yesterday for the first time. Shine, Dang. that was not good. 5-0, and 6-0. and Got smoked. Ran into a Braves team that I think could beat the Red Sox on their good oh, day. Wow. They're, they're that. They're loaded. They're, they're pitchers. Holy they're smokes. batters. And it was, by the way, 90 degrees sitting in the sun yesterday, middle of the afternoon, watching a yeah. team get spanked 13 nothing. And then I came That's home. Tough. Bruins lose. I lose all the money there. Uh, Bruins season over. Prince, well, the Prince of Pucks have more NHL picks as the Stanley Cup Finals goes on. The people need to know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I will not stop betting NHL just because the Bruins are out. I will continue every single day of my life. Uh, big one this afternoon. Uh, this is going to be awesome. 3.30 at the Garden. I'm sure Greg will be there. Uh, Celtics Bucks game seven. This thing opened five. It is mostly five everywhere. I've seen a couple of uh, – actually, DK – has it four and a half minus 120 when I looked this morning. So they're taking some money there. Uh, but you got to lay 120 if you want to play the four and a half. Uh, money line is minus 210 at FanDuel, minus 220 uh, for the Celtics over at uh, DraftKings. So a little difference there. Total is pretty similar everywhere, 206 or 206 and a half. Celtics coming off that monster win in game six. I have one big opinion uh, on this game for game seven. I'll give you historically, Sean, that I'll start with you. Um, okay. Game seven unders. Okay, since 2003, when the total's been under 210, and this one is at 206 and a half, 
27-17 overall, 64% of the time it goes under. So there's some trends saying the under on the game itself. I love a team under in this, but I'll defer to you first here. Game seven, Celtics, line is five, totals 206 and a half. What do you want to do, Shanta? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to go Celtics here. Um, I don't know that I want to lay the five, so I may just tie the Celtics money line in to a couple uh, player props on, like, same game parlays. Um, but I actually do I, – I, I'm actually leaning over. I know historically it might suggest under. I, I just – 206 feels low. Um, I, I know it, just in, in game sevens, like, right – like just like with hockey, they're gonna they should theoretically put the whistle away, yep. which should entail lead to more points or just more missed shots. But in a game seven, I think Jason Tatum is that dude. Giannis, we already know he's a world champion. He is that dude. Like these guys are gonna come out playing the best basketball they possibly can here. So I I, I tend to lead over in this game, um, but I do like the Celtics a lot. Yeah, the number is tough, right? Five, five and a half, four and a half. Yeah. I think that the number is right. I I could. I would lean Celtics, you know, laying the five because I think there is blowout potential in this game seven. Because I think the Celtics are proven to me in this series. Like you saw the Bruins were the better team, the Carolina series. I think the Celtics are the better and deeper team in this series. I mean, Giannis had to go for 44, 20, and six in his own building. They still lost that game convincingly. I was listening to what you said after the other the, the other day after the game, and you're right. Celtics control that thing from the second quarter on. Yeah. And now they got to go to Boston, game seven, place will be electric. Um, so I lean is Celtics, my favorite bet. And one that I admittedly have not placed yet. We got to make the trip to New Hampshire this morning to get this in. Uh, I'm going to take a page out of your book, Shime. I'm betting the Bucks team total under, uh, it's yeah. hundred and a half right now. And I could see them scoring somewhere in the eighties or low nineties. Like it's, it's Giannis and only Giannis. Grayson Allen's been awful. Drew holiday's been back and forth. No Chris Middleton, even if Robert Williams doesn't play and we'll know in a couple hours. And by the time you listen to this, you may know. He's going to play or not. He's listed as questionable. Sam Hauser is out for this game. Uh, 100 and a half feels like a, a, a very, I, I don't think the Bucks can get that on the road with the help that Giannis is not getting. So for me, I think the team total 100 and a half for the, the Bucks is my favorite bet in this game. And I'm going to tie it in, like you said, to Celtics money line um, and kind of play around with that and see what kind of odds I can get on the Celtics winning and the Bucks total going under 100 and a half. Yeah, I think that's a great play. You've already seen the Celtics hold the Bucks to under 100 twice in this series alone. Yeah. Uh, and they're the best defensive team in football. Or football. In basketball. You got football and, in the brain. It's okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, they're the best defensive team in basketball they have been since the new year. I mean, this team is primed to win a game seven. Like, right, the Celtics are ready to make a run here, and uh, this is that moment. And I think as a team, they're going to come out. They're going to play great team defense. I think you're going to see Jason Tatum light it up. Uh, I That's one of the reasons, too, why one of my favorite bets of the day is actually the Jason Tatum over assists prop at five and a half. You're actually getting it like at plus money, too, plus 110. Um, I, I think you're going to see Milwaukee see what happened last game and try to overreact a little bit, right? Maybe catch Tatum in some double teams, uh, force him to drive to the basket, not let him shoot those threes that he was absolutely drilling in game six. And if he drives to the basket, that's going to collapse that Milwaukee defense. He kicks out, and he's just going to rack up assists. Uh, he's averaging, I think, 5.9 uh, in the playoffs. The number's 5.5. I'm going over. Trying to do the math here quickly, looking at the officiating. Um, the three officials here, Goble, Fitzgerald, and Capers, they just announced a little while ago. Uh, home, home, home favorites against the spread, 10-8, and 12-6, and 8-9, so over 500 with these three guys. Cool. Uh, totals in the between 200 and 209. 
two and four, one and two, four and two. So pretty close there. Uh, home team straight up, 28 and six, 45 and 14, and 40 and 22. So uh, no Scott Foster. He's not involved here, but the officiating would help out the Celtics as well. Besides that assist prop, anything else you're looking at as you build out these same game parlays that'll tie in Celtics money line shine? Yeah, I'm also looking at the Giannis, or not sorry, Giannis, uh, the Al Horford over on rebounds as well. It's nine and a half. Uh, I mean, I think he's averaging just under nine and a half. Like and you'd be helped if Robert and... Williams doesn't play, right? The minute exactly. you, and if, you get that yeah, information, that's why, yeah. That's why I want to grab that number now is because knowing Robert Williams isn't playing, if Williams does play, that number could change and go up to 10, 10 and a half. And that's when you're getting kind of frisky with it, right? But right now you're getting at nine and a half plus 105. So, like, I really like that value there. I think Al is going to be your main rebounder. Yep. Um, and so I'm, I'm really leaning uh, towards that Al prop as well. I think the Celtics win an ugly game. Uh, would be trending under, but for sure I'm going to be on the Bucks team total under it. It opened at 101 and a half. It's down 100 and a half in most places. So these game sevens, as you know, but in the NBA, like just they can they can grind because the pressure and you played six games against a team, the tendencies become uh, pretty apparent. So I'm not going to be shocked. You're leaning over uh, at 206 and a half, which is where we are right now. Uh, Celtics win, they get the heat. And I think either way, uh, if you like one of these teams in the next round, you might want to bet them today because yes. the number goes down the second they play the heat, right? So if you like the Celtics to win the Eastern conference, you're going to get better odds today before this game. Cause once they're qualified against the heat, that number is going to go down. So right now the Celtics are plus one thirty outright to win the Eastern conference. The heat are plus one twenty five. Milwaukee is plus three seventy. Wow. So, uh, so honestly knowing where those numbers are now, I may not even – if you like the Celtics here like we do, I yep. probably wouldn't even bet the Eastern Conference winner number. I would just bet them in the games against the Heat. I think, you your, think your money is better spent betting on them each game there than it is uh, here just because you're only getting plus 130. If that number was plus 2, plus 250, plus 300, like the Milwaukee number, I think it's more valuable, right? So if you are – if you believe Milwaukee wins today, if you have – a strong conviction in Milwaukee betting them at plus 370 to win the conference, I think is a very smart bet. Do the Celtics say it's the Celtics and heat. What's yep. the series? What's the series price? What would your guess be for the series price? Celtics win today. They get the heat. Obviously heat of the home team game one Tuesday. Um, yeah. You, I mean, guess, guess. The, the series price is probably going to be plus one. 10 maybe so you're getting a little a little bit of juice if you bet it to plus 130 right now that's why yeah, you're getting 20 even which is why i would rather if i if i have that strong a conviction in the celtics i would rather just bet them each game right and just i, I mean you're gonna get you're just gonna get better value i think uh doing that instead of betting the series i just realized they we're talking about this after game one they lost i bet the celtics to win the series plus 110 so i'm sitting i'm sitting on a celtic <laughs> series bet that i i, just, I just realized i'm he more heavily invested in today's uh, action that i remembered it before we sat down the extra cup of coffee is going to be necessary here uh celtics and bucks game seven looking forward to it uh shop around for your price there's four and a half there's five the money line's different at a couple places but uh, shine put you on some good ideas there about same game parlays with the money line all of celtics money line and under team total of the Bucks, 100 and a half. Did you ever winning Red Sox bet yesterday? Did you give it the people a winner in baseball? I, I believe I did. I think you did. I think I did. I think I just outright said uh, the Red Sox money line, and they they friggin' crushed it yesterday. Their what, offense. What was the final score? Last the time I saw it was 12 to 1. It was over. It was over early. It was 7 to 1. Yeah. I said, I don't have to watch this game anymore. 
Yeah, uh, I saw I, nine to one, and I'm like, I'm out. I gave out Rich Hill. Of course, he went six strong innings. He did not go yeah, under 15 outs. That's a loser. Um, so I gave a baseball loser there. People should know it's a bullpen game today. They're starting yes. Austin Davis, but it's going to be bullpen guys, not starters. They're going against old friend Martin Perez, who's pitched well this year. Uh, one, minus one and a half on the red line, plus 155. Money line is uh, 105. Uh, any feel here for Sox and Rangers this afternoon, Sean Time? Uh, yeah, your your guy, uh, Alex Verdugo, has been pretty hot lately. Yep. I actually think he uh, is playing really well. So I kind of like the idea of Verdugo to get two-plus hits today at plus 260. You're getting a little value there. I know that's a little frisky, a little risky for you, but I, I think Verdugo is good for it. Um, if you're not quite as confident in that, minus 200 is a hit. I would rather give it a shot, oh, go yeah. for the two hits, get the plus 200. Yep, and if you want to middle them, look at total bases. Like two hits yep. is one and a half. Is, you know, look one and a half total bases. Uh, I'm gonna be on the Martin Perez has pitched well, but the Red Sox know him. The Red Sox going bullpen game. The total for the first five innings is four and a half. I'm taking the over four and a half runs first five here today. It's even money, so you don't have to lay the juice. So uh, hopefully a higher scoring game early. Sox offense, as you called it, they're getting locked in right now. Uh, so you're gonna look at Verdugo. I got first five over four and a half runs total. Sox and, and Rangers. Knowing Martin Perez is on the mound, yep. uh, I wouldn't hesitate to little dibble-dabble on J.D. Martinez to hit another dinger today. Uh, this team is finally starting to hit dingers. That number's at plus 385. If there's one thing I know about J.D. Martinez, he'll mash left-handed pitching. So uh, I am I am in on a little dibble-dabble on J.D. Martinez. Today. If you dibble-dabble on any of my golf bets, we're alive. Uh, Neiman's only Ooh. two shots. Neiman's two shots. He was 10-1 to one yesterday when we gave it out. He's two shots off the lead. He's down to four and a half to one. KH Lee uh, is still 35 to one. He's in the mix. The other two are Ooh, probably I see him dead. at 50 to one where I am. Really? Yeah. He's not impossible today. People, if you're, if you're watching the golf this afternoon, the scoring is going to be wild. Expect the unexpected. The winner is going to be like minus 30 in this tournament. Wow. So I, I'm a, my, my best investment is Neiman right now. He's my best shot. So we'll keep an eye on that. Spieth is the favorite. Uh, one, one shot off the lead at two to one. I would not bet him with your money. These golf final rounds do not do not bet the favorite unless they have a monster. And next week. weekend we get the PGA, right? We have the PGA. I was going over our schedule for next week. We're gonna have obviously Boston sports covered next week uh, on yep. BeckQL Boston, but we're gonna do PGA with Ryan Hannibal, who now works at MGM. He's a big golf yeah. guy. We're gonna bring him in the mix, and probably gonna do Thursday and Friday a couple bonus Preakness hits. We have the Preakness next Saturday, Shime. Second leg of Triple Crown. Nice. Excellent weekend of sports betting. And uh, even if the Boston Celtics uh, make us as sad as the Bruins did yesterday, no, we'll don't still have that. things to bet on this week. Don't, don't say that. We need the Celtics today. That's serious. That's serious. Please, please God. For God, the series bet. Uh, if you like this podcast, episode five here today, five, yes, we gave you two weekend podcasts here on BetQL Boston. There are two ways you can help us out. You can follow us on socials at BetQL Boston there on Twitter. But really, 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 uh, if you the Prince of Pucks gave you a winner, if you have one of these live golf bets, if you had the Celtics and, and Bucks under in game six that we gave you out, please subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe at the Odyssey app. So search BetQL Boston. Hit the orange subscribe button there. Go to iTunes, BetQL Boston, or Spotify. A lot of Spotify users shine. I am not one of them, but you tell me. That's where you get your podcast and where they're live every day. Yeah, I love Spotify. I've been using it now for years. Um, so you just go in, make sure to search BetQL Boston, and we'll pop right up. You hit the follow button. You'll know when we get a new episode posted every single day. Subscribing is a huge, huge help, folks. And if you're going to dibble-dabble uh, this afternoon, do it responsibly with the Celtics, the Red Sox, maybe some PGA Tour. Uh, Shime, good luck, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow morning. Thanks, Mutt. Can't wait.